this is not uh, Leonard Skinner, but I do want to mention uh, <laughs> Gary Rosington uh, was the last surviving founding mentor, member of Leonard Skinner, uh, passed away yesterday. Eesh. I didn't realize they were down to one, but yeah, that makes sense now that I think about it. You guys have a favorite uh, Leonard Skinner song? Uh, you know, I think everybody would. Well, maybe not everybody. Don't say it. I'm not going to say Sweet Home Alabama. I thought you were going the other one. Yeah, that's what I thought you were. I thought you were going to say Freebird. Freebird's better than Sweet Home Alabama. I'm going to put in a plug for that smell and what's your name. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah, what's your name's pretty good. I do love when they just all get down on the guitar, though, the solo and Freebird. I mean, it's it's good no matter what. Freebird is a top 10 all-time all-rock band song. I'll give it credit, but I think... But Free, I see what you're getting at. Freebird. Freebird! Uh, I mean, Simple Man Yeah, is also going to be a favorite. Um, I You could add... So here, now I'm going through my catalog of Leonard Skinner... Uh, give me back my bullets. Okay, kind see, of, a, kind of an off the radar, a little bit song. Yeah. The only thing with Freebird is, um, is it it kind of gets, you know, it became a meme. Yeah. Freebird, play me some Freebird. Yeah, Freebird. But it is. I mean, it's it's kind of an in, let, let in me, some cases untouchable in the Leonard Skinner ranking of all time songs. Let me throw this one out at you because I I've always enjoyed it. I feel like it got a lot of run in uh, the days of Days and Confused and also in uh, Happy Gilmore, but Tuesday's gone. Okay. Tuesday's gone because I, I, in what we. So, so right away, like, I thought Days and Confused. At yeah. the end, yeah, well, and the scene at, in Days and Confused when they run out of the keg. It kind of marks the end of yeah. the day or whatever. And then, like, at the end of Happy Gilmore, Tuesday's gone. Well, I guess it's also at the beginning of Happy Gilmore, too. But it, it's one of those songs that, yeah, it's as many Leonard Skinner songs do, tend to go on. But we sort of used it with the Days and Confused theme of, like, as the party was winding down, we'd have Tuesdays Gone or Yellow Better by Pearl Jam played on repeat. So I got a little sick of it, but now further removed from those days, yeah, I could, I could maybe put Tuesdays Gone as one of my top ones. Just the little the beginning of it. Yeah. That's sad, though. I'm like, I'm like Jimmy. I did not know they were... That was that they're down the remaining, to one. Yeah, the remaining member. Hmm. Uh, in the Equitable Bank uh, inbox, uh, Jason writes in, it's obvious you both are unaware of the NFL draft term positional value. Trey Palmer will go in the second round. NFL loves fast wide receivers. Scouts are well aware of his talent. He will be in the top seven wide receivers selected. Mm. Mm. Okay, again, I saw... And I want to say it was CBS Sports. This was shortly after the Super Bowl, so it was pretty early. Mind you, pre-combine. They had a late round, late second round mock of Trey Palmer. But that is as high as I've seen. And most, and if you look at his draft grade, he's late third, early fourth. Uh, that was, again, pre-combine. Does a... Four three forty bump you significantly, you know, to a high round. I don't know if it does. I I I still don't know if Trey Palmer is finding himself in the early second round. 
So I think the best wide receiver who had the best weekend was Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. And C.J. Stroud, I, to me, was the best quarterback. Yeah. I, know, I know Anthony Richardson was a freak, but I yeah. still can't get out of my head that he threw at a completion rate of 53.8%. That's, that's a big part of it. This vertical jump does nothing for me. No. Uh, when, when I'm playing quarterback in the middle of October. Right. But right. Smith and Jigba had a really, really good weekend. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, who probably won't be the number one quarterback taken because I think Houston has fallen in love with Bryce Young. But C.J. Stroud, man, you go back to the semifinal against Georgia and, and kind of how he looked yesterday and or over the weekend in Indianapolis, C.J. Stroud's stock is on the rise. Like, yeah. if I'm Indianapolis, I don't let him leave the city. I mean, he he's my guy. But in terms of wide receivers, Smith and Jigba or Quentin Johnson are going to be the first off the board. Mm-hmm. Now, Zay Flowers of Boston College is also a guy that is going to be either a, a day one or early day two wide receiver. If you're thinking, okay, how could Trey Palmer move up draft boards? Jordan Addison didn't have a very good trip to Indianapolis. Yeah. Moody from LSU didn't have a very good weekend. I, I still think Trey Palmer's a, a fourth round guy. Yeah, he got speed, but what else can he do? Well, I, I mean, mean if, if if he's got speed, okay, where, where are the teams that he can go that have a quarterback named Patrick Mahomes right. that can just say, go run a fly route? Mm-hmm. And we'll just throw it down there. And that's the thing too. It, could somebody could somebody overreach? I mean, could you see Trey Palmer, you know, early third? Sure, yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. I just don't know. And you'll have to remind me uh, what the gentleman was saying. Did he say late first, early second, or early? Or did he say late second? Second round. Second round? I, again, that that would be, I think, overreaching. That's not to say that you, you you know Trey Palmer doesn't end up providing that type of value at some point, but. I just, from everything that I'm seeing, and right now I'm, I'm just looking at NFL Draft Buzz positional rankings, so this is post-combine. And again, we're not even looking at Trey Palmer. Uh, let's see. With that, he is 23rd. With the, I mean, everything listed, and it, it talks about, you know, dazzling at the combine, but he's listed as the 23rd wide receiver. I mean, is he going ahead of Hyatt from Tennessee? Is he going ahead of Downs from North Carolina? Is he going to go ahead of Rice, even even Rasheed Rice from SMU? I think considering where he was before the year began, before you know he left LSU and came to Nebraska, a third or fourth round pick for Trey Palmer, right. who's blinking an eye at that? Right. Now, down the road, from Nebraska's perspective, it'd be nice to send guys to the Combine on a more regular basis mm-hmm. that you recruited and have been under your watch the yeah, entire time. It's just key. the rare thing this year, and, and, and granted, Vokalek spent a long time in Nebraska after transferring from Rutgers, but the other two guys were here for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, again, it's Trey great. Pa- Trey Palmer's uh, pro day and Nebraska will be important because I don't want to see him run, and he should not run no. ever again. Nope. Okay, you leave that on the board at, at 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. His will be, how are his hands? What about those drops? Can he run precise yeah. routes? Okay. Can he get in and out of routes? Can What kind of a burst does he have? All of those things are the next step. Yep. People knew he was fast. Okay, he just solidified that by running a 4-3-3-40 in Indianapolis. Um, another email here uh, in the Equitable Bank uh, inbox. Um, Doug says, oh, oh man, Doug is busy today. He's going to New York. He's happy with a oh, three-star for logistical uh, purposes. 
Uh, Zach says uh, poverty program is a meme. Yes, I saw that. So, so I didn't see the meme, but yeah, I saw the email. It said it's a meme. So has it been just directed at Nebraska? Do you, you just kind of fill in the blank on whatever basketball team uh, you, you or can't, program? You can't argue the last three years. Yeah, I want to give you real quickly a scouting grade on Trey Palmer as far as weakness. It is almost exactly what you mentioned. Again, from a scout site, inconsistent catcher will need to improve concentration. Route running is only average. He seems comfortable in traffic to the point where Palmer doesn't always make the effort to create separation. Showed impressive speed on a tight throw from Malik Cunningham on a corner route. He registered the fastest senior bowl speed thus far in the week at 21.15 MIFs. Did you guys watch much of the uh, combine? A little bit, but not much. the uh, weekend. You were not enthralled by Anthony Richardson? No, but I'm with you on that because I was listening to Lewis Riddick talk about him last night. And Lewis Riddick was raving and raving about the athleticism, about what he did in Scott Van Pelt, which I thought asked the question that I think all of us are asking. At what point does the 53, 52% completion percentage come into play? And Lewis Riddick, again, another guy that I, I respect tremendously, said it's a big part of it. He said, this is, you know, the the takeaways from the weekend are exactly that from a weekend and from workouts. And I think even going further with what you bring up, at what point is the vertical jump going to elevate any quarterback as far as being your franchise guy above somebody else that has, who's shown a better completion percentage, who has similar arm strength and has also won more games, like at some point, those things probably have to trump just the overall metrics. And it's kind of like Trey Palmer. A lot of these dudes, you know, are athletic specimens. Well, you, here, you yeah. know, and how much of those that, so, that athletic those metrics so are going to impact? Here, here's the thing about the combine. Remember, I like the games that are being played. I want extra Senior Bowl. I would love to have two Senior Bowl type games where the NFL is involved because guys prepare for. Their biggest interview of their entire life is the combine. Mm-hmm. Mo Ibrahim, do you see what weight he was at? Yeah. He cut weight down yeah. so that he'd be faster at the combine. Mm-hmm. He's not playing at the weight that he ran at the combine. Right. He's going to be back to about 10 to 15 pounds heavier. Everybody prepares their body for that workout. Mm-hmm. The good NFL teams look beyond that. Yeah, the measurables and what they do are important, but I'm still conter- concerned about the player that's in the uniform. Right. And with Anthony Richardson, he is a freak. So he's one of those, man, could he be the next Cam Newton or is he going to be a major bust? 53.8% completion percentage at the University of Florida. I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. There were moments, like at the beginning of this year, where he beat Utah single-handedly. But then there's a lot of other moments that Florida needed him to make a play in the passing game and he just simply could not put a pass into the hands of a wide receiver. But he's going to get a lot of love out yep. of this weekend, and he's going to get a lot of run. And I I haven't sifted through a ton of mock drafts this morning, but Seattle at five, I bet you see a lot of, of mockers. We need to ask Tim about the difference between mockers and bracketers <laughs> and if they ever get together. It is, is one term is, offensive. Is Seattle, with the unknown about Geno Smith, Seattle would say, hey, I'm going to draft him at five. Like the quarterback's, Bryce Young will probably be the number one quarterback off the board. Yeah. Even if you don't agree, Houston looks like they've fallen in love with him. And, and I'm, I'm doing this off no trades. Then, I think Indianapolis takes Stroud. CJ or Anthony Richardson could go at four. And then, 
I get the feeling that Vegas likes Will Levis. Yeah. Who, I, I mean, if you're going to take him at seven, okay, good luck. But there could be now three quarterbacks in the top five if you believe that Anthony Richardson's workout and his momentum has put him yeah. there where Seattle sitting at five would say, that's the quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. I, you have to, I, I take the combine with a little bit of a grain of salt. Okay, That's a nice add-on, but there's a, there's a lot of tape on actual football things right. that guys have done. The, the good front offices, they sift through those, and then they sift and they sift and they sift, and they grab those guys on the late in the second day or the third day that build their roster and they mm-hmm. turn into starters, and good teams will get four starters out of the NFL draft. Well, and is Anthony Richardson, and this is, as far as their game, completely opposite, or at least to the point that his athletic ability is what really shined this weekend. But there's always a quarterback that maybe was sort of above and below radar, was mentioned, but wasn't mentioned amongst the elite group until they go through this time of the year. I can never get this out of my mind. And yeah, I know he led Central Florida to a BCS Bowl at the time, but Blake Bortles. Bortles was one of those guys that all you ever heard from after that uh, Orange Bowl appearance was, you know, he was working with um, with Carson Palmer's brother. And then you saw him turn into a decent combine. And then all of a sudden, Blake Bortles just catapults up the board. And I felt like, and that's the one that I always remember. And then since then, there was always a player to every other year, a quarterback, that is, that you probably didn't hear, probably didn't have like a first or even maybe even a second round grade. But then they go through the workouts and the measurables, the workouts themselves are so good. Someone puts together so much film just from that standpoint in front of those eyes. And you're like, wow, there's something there. And it's amazing how many people are able to sort of compartmentalize what they saw in front of their own eyes, just individual workout compared to the body of work that they put out in college football? I mean, we're talking about organizations that are, you know, their lifeblood is getting this right. And a lot of times you you start to overvalue at least one of those guys. I, I just I think Anthony Richardson could be that guy where he's going to be the workout hype guy. Now I could be completely wrong in two years, and he might just be an absolute dude. But this is where you look at what you're doing individually compared to what you did as a competitor against good competition. I would think that would – and that's why I also agree there needs to be more of that competition in the evaluation process, even if it is away from the college mm-hmm. season, where you do have another senior bowl or some type of competition where you're able to watch more 11-on-11 or even – hell, even 7-on-7 type scenarios when it talks to skill position and see what these guys are doing in pads – you know, how they're responding that way, too. It, to me, that is a little bit better way of taking these guys into a workout and seeing what could actually translate onto the field as opposed to, you know, I think the Ibrahim example is a great one of somebody who is just honing in on the workout itself as opposed to what they could actually look like and be in pads for an organization. See, that that's the, the jump with a guy like Anthony Richardson. I mean, the Cam Newton comp is fair. And you could throw in, he's a he's built like Cam Newton, plays with that physicality. Mm-hmm. Also, probably has the, I mean, the Cam Newton's mechanics were not always great. Anthony Richardson still is a little bit raw. I worry about his decision-making, yep. his pre-snap recognition. You know, he's, but he's got speed, he's got height, 
and he's got he's got arm strength. Okay, remember Jamarcus Russell with great mm-hmm. arm strength, with yep. taking his, one of the biggest busts. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll say, and I heard this this weekend. Comparison to Cam Newton physically, kind of in the way he plays, with the speed of Lamar Jackson. But man, if you're going to take him, like Seattle at five, which in need of a quarterback, uh, I mean, you're you're going to be banking on you have everything in place that can develop him because he is quite raw. Right. Um, in our on the tweeting machine here, Phil says, Anthony Richardson reminds me of Josh Allen coming out of college with that completion percentage. He's going to need a great coach to help him and some great weapons. He's also probably a guy that would benefit from being in a red shirt in the NFL where he doesn't have to come in and play right away. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look at Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, probably one of the best things that happened to Mahomes is he didn't have to come in and play right away. Yeah. Now, could he have stumbled through the first year and made mistakes and it would have flipped in year two? Certainly. But the fact that he didn't have to come in and play right away, and he got to work with Alex Smith right. for an entire year and, and learn Andy Reid's yes. offense, and then was handed the keys in year number two. Look what happened in That's year number two, and what's happened yeah. since then. It's worked out okay. Like, can like, Can Richardson fall into a situation like that? Because those aren't just everywhere either. You know, I mean, if I gave you right now the the Monday after the quarterbacks win at the combine, I'm giving you Richardson, I'm giving you Young, and I'm giving you Stroud, and I'll throw in Will Levis. I mean, people think his arm strength is generational, which is a nice little combine NFL draft term. <laughs> I'm giving you those four guys. Five years from now, which one has ascended either into tier one of quarterbacks in the NFL or is knocking on the door? I, Stroud from Ohio State, yeah. Bryce Young from Alabama, Will Levis from Kentucky via Penn State, and Anthony Richardson in Florida. I, uh, my gut tells me C.J. Stroud. I'd say Levis. Maybe Stroud. Yeah. My gut tells me Stroud. C.J. Stroud has... His last... So, the game against Georgia, where they just kind of let him cook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was handcuffed. Yeah. I mean, he's been throwing to some elite wide receivers his entire career at Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, I think, is going to make a huge jump in the NFL with the right team. Now... That's the that, best part right that there. That team the being point. Indianapolis? Right. The right team makes well, all the difference. Again, that's a Mahomes thing. Mm-hmm. If Mahomes is some, if Mahomes had gone to Chicago. If Chicago, yeah. It's a great question. Mahomes probably is scrutinized a lot more mm-hmm. because of that offense that would not allow him to do what he does best. Well, he would have been in a situation I mean, where Kansas, he's getting Dow Loggins as his OC at the time. Kansas City still gives him a lot of leeway. Right. To be, you know, to design stuff on his own and to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. How many offenses in the NFL would allow him to be that way? Mm-hmm. Where he would go, where, you know, in, in a draft where if you're being drafted early, there's a reason. That team was yeah. bad. And there's a reason they're bad. Now mm-hmm. they might have an entirely new coaching staff. And th- but, that but, one, but that one to me is always get, interesting. You know, and, and, you know, there's a lot, and I, and I agree with Phil on Twitter. You know, we, we all saw Josh Allen. We mm-hmm. thought, okay. What's the big deal? Huge arm strength. Yeah. Physical. Pretty confident. Been able to throw the ball in Laramie, Wyoming. What's an ideal spot for him? Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's plenty of stories out there about quarterbacks that we thought were really good coming out of, mm-hmm. of college that got in the wrong situation 
and either it took them until they got to the second situation, yeah, or, or it doesn't happen. They and you went, man, that's a bust. Mm-hmm. That's an absolute bust. The matchmaking is not always a successful one. It just isn't. And the the Josh Allen one, yeah, that I the completion percentage, I I get the comparison from that standpoint, but again, Richardson, I I just feel like he has ascended because of the measurables that he's putting out. And this, you you heard chatter before. I don't want to make it sound like this was just the combine. Like there was chatter about Richardson before that, but I, I feel like that's more of what could be, and a lot of things would have to fall into position as far as fit. And it, you know, use the Patrick Mahomes example as a good one, but how many of those examples, how many of those situations are out there where it's going to be ideal for Richardson? Are those teams even looking for a quarterback right now as opposed to the ones that are quarterback desperate? Desperation doesn't always lead to success. Just because you need a quarterback doesn't mean you're going to get the right one and it's going to work for both parties too. So I don't know. And it's an unrealistic expectation. I mean – Comparison, expectation, whatever word you want to use for Anthony Richardson when you're throwing Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton won an MVP. Right. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Mm-hmm. 53.8% of his passes last year at Florida. Florida State fans would be like, hey, I saw that. He was 9 of 27 against us. Yeah. Got a critical pick six in the second half against Kentucky. That's a little bit about his decision making. So, so this is the overreaction especially somebody that is an absolute freak Agreed. that as a quarterback at 6'4", 244, runs a 4'4", and he has a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical jump. Again, what does that do to playing quarterback? Yeah. Agreed. Are they going to have him go out and block field goals? Are you going to dunk? I don't know. Are going to help leap over? A, yeah. You know, is he going to be like Josh Allen and leap over yeah. uh, players? I guess. They don't have to shove him. You can just leap over him. Someone you, uh, I also heard, I think it was on the NFL Network, use a comp to Justin Fields. Hmm. I don't know if that was more on the running style. It, that, it might that be, Richardson yeah. would be a, you know 1,100-yard rusher in the NFL. Which is not a life you want to live very long in the NFL. Because it won't be very long. Right. No, no, the size does make him less of an injury risk sure. than even a Justin Fields, who is much right. smaller. right. Uh, or a Bryce Young. But look what happened to Cam Newton after a while. I mean, it just it takes its toll. I mean, again, I, I don't even like making that comparison because Cam Newton, just given his final year in college compared to Richardson, a little different there. Well, and they also could have protected him. They could have protected Cam from Cam yes. in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was Cam's game. But when Cam's game was a detriment of the rest of the Panthers because yes. he was banged up, then you had to protect Cam from himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You think Ron Rivera in Washington is thinking, hey, I've done this before. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. All right, 737. Tim Kruger is uh, coming up in a bit on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.